When I decided to start growing my own food, I never had reflected on the importance of cover crops. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of November 17. We are struggling as we do it seemingly every year to make cover crops a priority. That's right. We, we um, definitely make it a priority to order those seed packets in time for spring planting. That's actually kind of fun. And, oh, it's a uh, lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And uh, even we make it a priority to, to get those seeds in the ground in a timely manner. But you're right. The cover crops tend to take a back seat. And we know how important they are. We yeah. know that cover crops are great for reducing erosion. And when you live at Longleaf Breeze, as we do, you know how critical that is yeah, for our soil. Exactly. Um, and it also helps to increase the fertility and, you know, by building up organic matter in the soil. Um, and I can attest to the, um, in fact, within the past week, I planted my garlic. And I can attest to the importance and the impact of that by um, what happened is where I planted the garlic was where we had planted some sun hemp as a cover crop during the summer. And as I pulled that sun hemp up by the roots, and then I would be careful to knock all the, the soil off and, and lay the, the root stubs up on the soil to add further um, biomass, that soil was so much richer than I've seen in the past than I've been working with before. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You can just, it, you can just tell the difference. And it kind of helps to... Um, break up that soil a little bit because where I pull those roots up, that soil was nice and loose, easy to work with. And that's the way we like it when we plant. We like for it to be loose. And, you know, obviously we're going to pack the soil around the seeds when we plant them. But that um, the presence of that organic matter from the cover crops increases the tilt of the soil, makes it a whole lot easier to work. That's right. And it helps it hold water. Yeah. which is also critical here because we know that we there will be periods of drought here. Right. Yesterday was not one of them, but <laughs> you know, we had a lot of rain. I surprised how little rain we got for all the to-do. Um, yeah. We, we ended up with a little more than an inch over the last three days. Yeah, we were under tornado warnings yesterday. There was a, Unfortunately, some did touch down. We had some damage in the state, but um, we did not apparently get that much rain. What did come down was rather hard. Right. Uh, we got a very fast, yeah, very rain. hard mm -hmm. rainstorm, which is the worst way to get rain. Yeah. And we can see the results of it. We've got eroded spots on the driveway. We've got eroded spots in the orchard. Probably have some in, on Veg Hill. I haven't been out there to right. see. But, uh, and the other thing that cover crops do is they help stabilize the soil temperature. Yeah. They help keep it cool in the summertime and keep it warm mm -hmm. in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. So it makes all the sense in the world to use cover crops. So why don't we do it? Well, that's a good question. I think it's, uh, it's not for lack of wanting to do it. But as we said, we, we tend to let it take a back seat to other priorities, mostly because 
it's, it, you know, we, I, for one thing, I feel that I can probably erroneously that I can push back that planting date just a little bit more if I need to. Right. Uh, right. And for, for cover there, crops, the, the tyranny of the urgent, I guess, yeah. um, hits us there because you can always wait another week or two and still feel like you're do, you're helping with that cover crop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's just a pattern we're into. The other thing to talk about is the way fertility works here in the southeast. Mm-hmm. You know, our soil is generally less fertile than that in other regions of the country. And the reason it's less fertile, as we have been told, is that unlike, say, Illinois or Montana, we have soil microbial activity 12 months of the year. Because it doesn't get that cold. Because it doesn't get that cold. It doesn't freeze that often. So it means that um, if soil is fertile this year, it may have its fertility exhausted very quickly by all of that microbial activity. So our solution, the one that we've decided makes sense for us here at Longleaf Freeze, is to keep something growing Mm -hmm. 12 months out of the year, which it doesn't keep that microbial activity from happening. It doesn't keep that fertility from being sucked out, but it continuously replenishes it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we know um, how important it is for us to do that, but we're just having trouble doing it. So I guess my question for you is, what do we need to do differently? So well, right lately, uh, either the weather, as in yesterday's, you know, deluge. Well, it was a sporadic deluge, but it was the kind of day you just didn't get out and do a lot outdoors. Combined with our schedule, we talked last couple of weeks about the wedding, and then the aftermath of the wedding, and actually sort of a hurry-up schedule to prepare for the first freeze. Um, and then, then we've had some more aftermath of the wedding this week. Um, very pleasantly in the in the form of Adrian and Eli coming back through, but it was. And, and but we put things off. You know, we put it and off. You don't want to talk about this in public, but I don't see any reason to pull any punches and say we've committed to help other people with projects they are working on, and those projects have interfered with our ability to just focus on what's going on here right. at the farm. It's you know various projects at church. And um, people visiting, and I mean, it's just it's just that time of year when it's you know people a lot of people have put off their visits until the weather's more pleasant, and, and I don't blame them. Definitely more pleasant. Exactly. Now. Today's very nice. I, I don't blame them for that, but it just kind of hits at a time that normally is kind of a little bit of a downtime. But I think it's just the perfect storm this year for us with the wedding coming at the time of year it did. That's probably true. And therefore, a lot of related activities, both before and after, um, that normally we're kind of beginning to put our feet up a little bit by now. And, and, well, if you ever do that at a farm, you don't. But you move on to clearing and burning and thinking about and preparing ground to plant uh, new fruit trees and that kind of thing. We haven't even started to think about that yet. You know, we are focused on just trying to get Veg Hill and I would agree, the orchard, in some sort of um, state to withstand the winter, but make the best of it with the cover crop. Yes. Um, and and one thing we should mention, and may have before, that you actually did get some cover crop seed down in the orchard a I couple did, of weeks ago. But to be honest, I haven't seen any sign of germination Yeah, it was yet. so dry. I mean, if, if it doesn't work, I have to think that it was because 
the day you put the seed down, we actually thought it might rain the next day. I remember that. We're talking right. to our, yeah, we our donor, the, uh, the person who gave us the seed about that. And then just nothing happened. There was no rain. So um, until a week or so later. Now we had a good rain yesterday, but may not again until next week. So right. I'm, I really am thinking Monday we shoot for doing it. We shoot for getting that seed in the soil. And then maybe by Wednesday or so we'll have a, a few showers. Okay. That's that's our plan. We'll we'll let you know next week if we stuck to that. <laughs> right. Well, meanwhile, we have made some progress with a couple of projects here and there. One is the fire pit. Uh, we purchased the stone at Lowe's, and I cleared the spot with um, the scamp and built a very simple fire pit just to the west of the lodge. But it I think it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I have to brag on you. It really looks nice. And rustic, which I think it should look here at the farm. I yeah. mean, it's a very nice-looking fire pit. So uh, we'll um, we'll put gra- plant grass around that so that we have a, a nice lawn area to, in which to sit when our guests come. It'll be right. fun. And I told you the other day I have spotted an area where I want to open a new trail. It'll mm-hmm. be a fairly short little link between the green field on the one hand and that creekside trail on the other. Uh, Mm -hmm. Probably not more than 100 yards. But still, it'll be nice. I love our trails. It'll be nice to have that little link Mm -hmm. and and an alternate way to get from here to there from time to time. Yeah, that's right. Which is all our trails ever are. They're just, you know, interesting things that we can do um, to enjoy the property and, and enjoy them more, I guess. Yeah, and and part of what we've realized during the time we've been here is that if we don't have a trail that goes through or near an area, we don't ever experience that area. It's just too hard to walk through the brambles and, you know, I'd rather stay on the trail so that I don't quite, I'm not quite as likely to run into a snake or something that I don't want to see. Well, I, I think you're right. If it's not a trail, we just don't go on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than every now and then when Adi and I get really adventurous. Mm-hmm. So it's it's our way of enjoying this beautiful property yeah. that God has entrusted us to care for. So. And this time of year, it has been absolutely beautiful. Oh, it is. Uh, of course, the leaf color has peaked, but we still have a few... Leaves hanging on the trees, not as many as before the wind and rain yesterday, but we still have a few leaves. They are, you know, the coloration is beautiful and um, the air is crisp and fallish today. So um, I'm really looking forward to a nice little walk after we finish the podcast. And we have made the most of it with the clothesline. We have uh, clothes that have already been washed and hung on the line and dried. Some and of them removed. are dry, yeah, and we still have and some others, others that are still out there. Yeah, so. it's it's nice breezy sunny day that is ideal for that. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about what we did on Veg Hill last week. We did get a little work done. You helped me a great deal by taking down the tomato trellises. We did the right. We did tomatoes the right way this year. Last year. I whined to you a little bit because we ended up putting tomato trellis in about five different locations, Mm -hmm. which is inherently inefficient. This year, at my request, you put all of your tomatoes on one row from stem to stern, and I had one long trellis. It was 60 feet of tomato trellis, and that worked out great. We got good production. 
we planted those tomatoes, interplanted them with marigolds and basil. Uh, we had good resistance to the hornworms that had been that right. had so vexed us last year. And when it came time to dismantle that trellis, it was a fairly simple process. Probably took me an hour and a half yeah. to uh, take all of the trellis down. Yeah, yeah. And just to uh, to piggyback on that, last week we talked about going out and harvesting all the tomatoes as well as the other nightshades and tender vegetables before the uh, freeze came. It did come, and sure enough, those plants bit the dust. The tomato plants, the pepper plants, the eggplant plants, they um, were They're just done. done. Yeah, that, that freeze did it. You took the trellises down, and now, you know, I'll go back later and clip the, those plants, and we'll compost the... Uh, the carcasses of the plants. Do you call it a carcass? I would, sure, we can call it a carcass. <laughs> um, but just a, a little update about the vegetables themselves. Last week we talked about all those green tomatoes, and we still have a good many. And um, my hat's off to Adrian, who she and I, mostly with her leadership, made fried green tomatoes. The and other they were night. delicious. They were really delicious and, and um, a good thing to do with tomatoes. But since then, a number of the green tomatoes have turned, as we hoped they would, have ripened, and so we ha now we can great. see what we've got. And um, because I'll be honest with you, when I went out to harvest all those uh, prior to the uh, frost, I had so many of them. I told you later that I felt like a migrant farm worker out there, just <laughs> madly harvesting all these different plants. And I wasn't paying any, any attention to did this come off of an Illini Gold tomato. Was this one from a Cherokee purple? I just grabbed the things. And well, now, now we're figuring that and now out. We're, now that they're ripening, or some of them are, and, and that's the way I'd like it to be. It's just a few at a time so that we can keep up. But there's the, the Illini gold, those are the big winners. Those are turning these beautiful shades of yellow and orange. And we do have some Cherokee purples. We still have some of the Valencia, which were the, and a few better boys, I'm sure, are in, mixed in too. But the Illini gold, the fact that I even started that seed, that was just a wild hair. You know, we went to Illinois and, and thinking. So it was sort of a throwaway, Yeah, it was really. a throwaway. I thought, ah, this probably won't work in this part of the world. Well, through the summer, they weren't necessarily my favorites. But now, they are champions for fall. I mean, for the fall production, they have been. They've been great. Great. And they taste wonderful. And they taste wonderful. So I highly, I highly recommend Illini Gold, at least if you're in an area where you have. And maybe it is more of a fall tomato for this part of the world could be yeah but a cool weather a cool weather tomato yeah. well illinois would be right yeah you know, you know, it would make sense so i have to brag on those tomatoes i'm still really happy with them. <laughs> so now um that tomato trellis is reduced to three 20 foot lengths of two by two inch pvc pipe and 67 foot lengths of three quarter inch pvc pipe all neatly stored up on the um platform above our apartment and ready for next year. So. Yay, well, that's good. And we have some more trellis that's still out there. Yeah, the trellis that remains is uh, simpler. It's just a couple of pieces of hog wire strung between two T-posts, and it, it's where we have all of our peas and all of our beans. And what I'll probably do with that is just um, put that t hog wire at the very southern end of Veg Hill uh, bring the T-posts in, and then we'll be ready to do that next year. Although, I guess we said there may be some we we'll just leave up. We could just leave the T-posts, right. We, we're thinking about 
other plants, even though we do want to rotate those crops, there are some other plants that will use trellis as well. Sure, like sweet potatoes. Yeah, so we can just... Cucumber. Even though we didn't do this year what we said we'd do, which is to try to trellis the sweet potatoes and cucumbers, if we actually go through with it next year, we can use the trellis where the beans were. Sure. So um, that'd be great for me because I have, wouldn't have to take them down and put them back up. Yeah, well, we could even if we took the goat fence down, we could um, we could leave the t post. So we'll we'll find out, we'll figure it out. But that's got to be done next week, and uh, it, it'll be a busy beginning of the week. But and of course after that, the end of the week is Thanksgiving. So we're just hoping we can squeeze in a little, a few projects like that. That's right. <laughs> Before Thanksgiving. Before we have another holiday. Yes. But we had a nice holiday with our daughter and our new son-in-law. I that know. was just delightful. It Eli was... and Adrian came through on their way from their honeymoon. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to add to what you said. It was exciting and fun to have them here. We actually carved out a little time to walk around the property and let them see how it's looking now and uh, show them the progress we've made, and on the, especially on the lodge. So we hope for many more visits in the future. And I will say that Audie, our dog, was especially excited to see them. Eli was great with him. He really plays with him. And I, I kind of um, poo-poo um, Audie sometimes. You know, I'll, I'll kind of tolerate his um, energy level, you know, when he likes to jump around. And, and Eli play. gets right down on the ground yeah, with him and rubs with him and rolls around him. with him. So, so Audie's always glad to see Audie Eli. Audie was uh, spoiled and missing Eli. But... We have been trying to take Adi out for walks and, and have him continue to enjoy running around and chase whatever he sees out there in the woods. So um, it's it's fun. But yeah, we're glad to have the, we were glad for our children to visit and very um, also glad to hear that they made it home safely um, with their baggage. So we hope that um, this will be, as I said, the beginning of many visits from them. And right after Thanksgiving, we'll have um, our other children, Joe and Michelle and Smith. Smith being our grandchild. Which visit. will be fun. We'll look yeah. forward to having a chance to visit with the other side of the family. Yeah, and show them all the progress on the farm. So, And all the progress on the lodge. We haven't had much to say about the lodge. We're um, continuing to make progress. and We probably owe you an update on that, which we'll plan to do next week. Yeah, I, one thing that I did the other day after taking Adrian and Eli to the airport was visit a tile, a huge distributor of um, tile and flooring in Atlanta. And so that may be something that plays into the lodge construction. Yeah, and I think you came that. back with a series of model numbers and so forth that we'll mm -hmm. be using to order that yeah. online, which yeah. is what they say they want you to do. Absolutely. So Come look uh, at it here and then order it online. So that's what we're planning to do. Yeah. Well, I guess that's about all the time we have today. We hope you have a great week, and uh, we will catch up with you one more time before Thanksgiving. So I'll just say... Um, Looking forward to, to harvest time, and we'll talk a little bit about that next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.